So I remember one time. I remember games, one time so. we were doing. We went out on a Cub Scout thing and <clears throat> discovered that if you eat an entire bag of marshmallows, it's really probably not good for you. <laughs> and so we're in a tent out. Did you record that? <laughs> <laughs> Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. All right, welcome to another episode of Dudes to Dads. Today, we have a very interesting topic. We're talking to divorced dads and... You know, the meetup that we have here in Encinitas, uh, we talk a lot about our spouses. We talk, you know, of course, we talk about kids. One of the topics that's been touched on recently is, you know, the, the topic of divorce. And yeah. um, I actually wondered about that because, you know, not a lot of everyone comes from ideal homes. Sure. And so I know as a kid who grew up in a, a broken home, I wouldn't say it was broken. They were never married to begin with. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with that divorcee part, but a lot of people do go through that. So right. I was uh, really curious if you actually did discuss that. Yeah, we did. And so what, what I decided, I thought it would be a great idea. We, we have uh, some guests here. Um, we are talking to Max and Craig. Why don't you guys just say hello for uh, the audience here? Hello, my name is Max, and I'm a divorcee. <laughs> <laughs> so somber. <laughs> hello, my name is uh, Craig, and I'm also divorced. I uh, was uh, married for 13 years and been divorced for uh, the last five. And, and Max, what's your sort of history? Right. So I was married for 13 years. It you know, seemed like a good idea at the time. And uh, coming on December, I'll be divorced six years. I've got a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Got it. And how about you, uh, Craig? My 18-year-old son. 18-year-old son. Okay. Yes. You guys have almost parallel situations. Uh, similar, That yes. wasn't planned, right? No. no. But oh, were you guys friends for a while? Because you guys actually know each other we you know, off we the air. We used to here. work together. And then oh, okay. uh, we just, yeah, it was a while ago. Kind of so naturally we clicked, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, we met before either of our divorces has happened and uh, been good friends for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that, you know, we, we touched on in the meetup and then we also had some discussion afterwards was, you know, kind of asking these guys who have been through this of um, maybe some tips of things, whether they did do them or they wish somebody else might have shared with them. You know, how, how for the people who are out there, maybe there's some ideas and some tips on how they might be able to um, get through this a little easier. I don't know, maybe the correct way of saying it, but maybe some things that you wish you would have known, um, you know, beforehand. And so, you know, we were talking about some things and, you know, uh, I think that was the easiest way to sort of explain it to people and saying, you know, here's what I've done. Here's what I've experienced. Maybe they can learn too. And you guys have been really helpful for, you know, with other people who either may be on the brink of doing something like that. You know, it's come across their mind and thinking, you know, what's going to happen if that does happen to me? And sort of how do I handle that? And so, um, you know, let's just get right into it. What do you think? Alan? Yeah, actually. Yeah, and that's one of the things you have to be kind of preemptively striking the situation. And if you know that that person's not right for you, regardless of the circumstances, you kind of have to know what's really happening here. So right. I imagine that there are some things that you could have done better or if you did really awesomely. That you could kind of is share. It's awesomely a word. I was just going to say that. It is a word. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It's On this word. podcast, yeah. a podcast. Yeah. We, just a word. we just made up yeah. a word. Right. It's a, yeah. it's a new, new adverb. Good point. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Max, why don't you give us the first tip that you uh, had thought of? Sure. And um, when Craig and I were, were talking, what we put together here is just a, a list of, of different ideas or thoughts or if Jason's calling them them tips. But would be if when I was first going through this, if somebody would have tapped me on the shoulder or Craig on the shoulder and said, hey, let me give you a couple of ideas of what you're going to be going through or here's a couple of ways to maneuver that. So mm, again, cool. these are just just ideas and, and thoughts that um, I wish I had known, uh, you know, before going through this. And uh, the first one, uh, Craig actually came up with this one was the logistics, really the, the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, so you said, like, get your logistics in order, I think was the, the way you kind of said, um, making sure that you've got these things handled sort of prior. So what did you mean by the logistics? What are some of the logistics? Sure. So, you know, all of a sudden, bang, things happen, and you're starting, you have to either pull on skills that you haven't 
used or pulled on or, or needed in quite some time, as well as some brand new skills. So for instance, uh, one of them uh, is the difference between uh, obtaining counsel or a lawyer versus uh, a mediator or arbitrator. And the so there's advantages to each, I'm sure, cost differences and those kinds of things. I mean, absolutely right. Yeah. I, you know, what I came to find out very, very quickly was that a mediator or arbitrator is just a fancy word for one lawyer. So, as, so <laughs> as opposed to two, as a referee or a And so, as yeah. a result, when you're just paying one ref versus both uh, both parties are paying two, the cost for starters is is much much less. I would think the mediator has a little bit more incentive to not. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they all have incentives. But. Well, no, but I heard I was listening to another podcast it was like a comedy podcast, but they were saying that, that one person went through divorce and basically the lawyers don't care. They want you to battle. And they, and they basically when one person lawyers up, then they convince the other person to lawyer up. And then you're both lawyered up and then you're both kind of trying to battle saying the other person is trying to. Screw yeah, we you were. Money. So yeah. you, are you recommending a mediator then? I'm saying that that's. Obviously, did you do that, or did I you, did go? You I did, did go, go with mediator. I don't know what you yeah. did, Craig. Actually, I was uh, was going to say I was actually pretty fortunate. We didn't have to use a lawyer or a mediator. Oh wow! Uh, we were actually able to kind of come to an agreement that you know there's only X amount of money to go around, and the more that we want to f- we fight about, you know who's getting the couch and who's getting th- this or whatever. That's money that's not going to the kids. It's not going to your yeah. retirement fund. It's not going to my retirement fund. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere other than to somebody that, quite frankly, do we need them or do we not need them? Yeah. So. We were able to get through it with without those costs, okay. which, which was, was really which I was really grateful for. And I would imagine that's a rare. I think so too. Um, but it's all it's um, it's kind of like it's the it's getting past the emotions of what's going on, yeah. you know. Because you know you told we were talking about logistics and getting into stuff, and that sounds kind of business like and kind of not so. Well, whatever. but you said even logistics. I mean, when most people I think think of that, like you just mentioned, money, and that's yeah. obviously a big part of you know who gets what stuff, who gets the other stuff. But you were talking about some of the other logistics, like, you know, which I think if you are doing it on your own, you may not know some of those logistics versus if you're doing with a lawyer, the lawyer has a list of, you know, here's the 50 things. What time is you pick up the kid? What When do they go to school? Or, you know, what all these different questions. I, I think, you know, Max, you sort of brought some of those up. Sure. Um, so, so one of the, the big ones that uh, I didn't even see coming was whose rules at whose house so for <laughs> interesting in, yeah so yeah. for instance um at 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 someone's house maybe they can stay up till x o'clock till 10 o'clock on school nights but at someone else's house maybe it's 8 30 or 9 so was that you mean did you discussing that with your ex about here's my rules in terms and, of and show, your children right uh, in terms of the children not I, like you can stay up till eight o'clock Negative, negative. So those are things that (laughs) that come smacking you in the face when you start to hear the, but mom lets us X, Y, Z. So uh, I guess the idea would be is preparing for that and then modifying how you're going to do that. You know, at times I would talk with um, with my, I hate to say the ex, but uh, I would talk with, with her um, about, hey, here's what I'm doing at my house, and she would let me know very, very quickly whether, well, we're not going to do that, or yeah, that's something that makes sense. So being prepared for that there's going to be different rules at, when they're spending time with you versus when they're spending time with them. Got it. So did you actually try to hammer those out, or you were just saying just be prepared for them? <laughs> so very, very quickly, uh, you know, I, I made it uh, clear, or we talked through, depending on uh, whose house that they're at, well, at this house, uh, kids, we go to sleep at this time. And that's just the way it's going to be. Okay. How about you, Craig? Did you? Yeah, we. I think part of, like, uh, some of these things, whether it's, you know, what rules of the house or who's picking who up or some of these things, I think the, the important thing is that as much as you can think about beforehand what may need to be discussed and agreed upon, the better. Because when the kids are at the house or, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be talking with, you know, your spouse or your ex-spouse or your friend or whatever about, hey, the rules are this. It's different when your nine-year-old is looking at you about, hey, w- wait a second. What's going on? What's going on? Right. You know, the emotions that are there are not the same as like when we're sitting here talking around here. We're, you know, in a safe place and we can talk about our stuff and whatever. It's different when your child's looking at you with that look in their face like a parent can give or like a child can give right. their parent like, oh, can I please? Right. So 
whether it's how well, they, they want an answer and they, they want instruction. Yeah, they right. do. And they're looking for guidance from you and mom. And especially when you're divorced or when you're going through the divorce, because what was a cohesive thing is now fractured. So they're looking for even more guidance than what they were looking for before, because there's this been this big, you know, a change in their life. Right. So as much of any of these things that you can think of beforehand, the better. So it's, and depending on the, I guess, the age of the child, I mean, you just mentioned you're including the child in that logistics list. I mean, you're, you're telling the child, Hey, at this place, it's this. I mean, I, I guess it kind of depends on what it is, but you know, you're kind of, it, it's still as a family, we are deciding that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think, I mean, part, maybe you tell the kid afterwards. After yeah, you, <laughs> it, part of what I think that is what goes into making that work though, is that it's like when you're together with your, your spouse and things are good and your marriage is moving along, things are good. You want to parent together. That's part of what you do. You want to be on the same page together. You want to, you don't want your kid getting one answer from mom and a different one from dad. And mm-hmm, you're kind sure. of on that same page together when you're divorced. That's a good point. You still have to do that, but now you have to do it with someone that you were for at least a certain amount of time adversarial with, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you're probably not gone. Right. So you have to. Like, really which one is the sake of just just arguing for the sake of arguing, arguing and not doing what they want exactly, to do? Which yeah. is something we were going to talk about later too. But right. it's it's you really have to go through some some growth on how to manage your emotions, and how to really put your kids first. And you know, if you want to do that when you're together, great. Well, you're not together anymore, but you still need to do that. Right. So getting control over yourself getting control over your emotions so that when you have these conversations about what's going to be right, you're not going to agree on everything. Clearly you didn't agree on everything. Right. Um, so you got to be able to give and take, you got to be able to negotiate fairly, right? You know, you got to be able to do those things in a, an environment that can very easily get emotionally heated. So, yeah, no, that's, that totally makes sense. Did you have anything else on that, Max? Or you were just as far as nuts and bolts on the logistics, Craig's given, uh, taking the wind out of the sails with some of the other tips. But, you know, even simple things like changing out or uh, emptying the, the dishwasher, right? Well, at Mom's, we don't have to do that. Well, <laughs> here it's different. So even those little <laughs> tiny things that you don't happen, and rest assured, uh, if you don't think of them they ahead of time, they will bring them up. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Do you yeah. think they make them up? I think at times there's some testing going on about yeah. what I can get away we with. We always candy yeah. and exactly. right. soda. Yeah. 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 Reese's Pieces all yeah. the time. Exactly. Yeah. ice cream yeah. for breakfast at mom's house. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Which would totally make sense. Right. So, no. So, that's cool. So, it's just wrapping up that sort of tip of, you know, getting your logistics in order makes sense. It's really about, you know, thinking about all the different things that can happen so that, it sounds like so that you don't have to deal with it in sort of that moment. I, I, I would imagine that's a, not an easy thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like like you said, I mean, you're adversarial. Hopefully that you can at least look at it and say, all right, well, we still doesn't matter how we feel. We still need to raise this child and co-parent and, and do that. So, right. um, so cool. So, uh, Craig, what was the, the, the next one that you guys had? So the next one is, you know, we had we as a as a tip is, you know, don't blame your spouse. You know, Ooh, which that's is, a hard one. Um, yeah. That's so easier to tell you here right now in this room, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to in writing. But we a all love to blame somebody exactly. else. Everyone wants yeah. to, you know, as opposed to. Why would we look at ourselves for that? Yeah, right? so yeah, so <laughs> easy not to do. Um, but it's when you, it's it's almost like you, it does kind of come off of the logistics thing, and that, you know, when you reach a point where it's clearly not going to work out anymore, you know, you have to move on to dealing with the realities of the logistics we we're just talking about. But it's. In blaming somebody else, you know, without going down too far down the road and on the, the therapist couch, but you know, when you put all the blame on the other person, you you give away control of your emotions. You're giving away that person That's way really, more control really over yeah. what you're going to do with your life. Because as long as you blame somebody else, you then you're victim to that other person, and it gives away the control that you have. And you really in That's pretty powerful. I mean, it's it it, it, it sounds so simple. You know, yeah. but it's powerful. Well, I mean, Jason Craig's a very powerful man. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, he's uh, tall. I can yeah, see. He's very, yeah. very broad shoulders. The, uh, he's a good-looking man. You know. The uh, thanks. Um, the um, but one of the thi- but it, it's it's true though because when you're putting it out there that somebody else is responsible for your emotions and your pain and your suffering, then you you don't have any control over fixing it. Right. And so you can only control yourself. That's it. So right. taking ownership of what you have done in the past, you know, right, wrong, indifferent, fantastic, horrible, whatever it is own it and deal with that and then just release the other person 
you know, and it's easier, way easier said than done, especially when that person's in front of you and memories of and this and that or whatever. And you just found them cheating on you or, or something, whatever like, the case something is. like that. You know, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, and especially uh, for the sake of the, the kids, um, the worst thing you could do or one of the worst things you could do is tell your kids, well, your mom did this. Your, your mom to say, oh, your dad did this. That's why we're not together anymore or whatever. And, right. and that's a big thing, too. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've got also uh, friends, some guys and, and some gals, right? And I hear the way they talk about their their ex-spouse to their children and the idea on whose fault was it that's a, you know one question with a probably about three or four different answers but I'll tell you for the start that whose fault it was not was the children's right and that needs right. to constantly be kept in mind because the children hearing you think that it's their fault or they think that yeah. it's their fault and then they hear maybe um, uh, less than than pleasing talk about their mom or about their dad, and it has no place with that. Keeping in mind that it's not the children's fault and that they're not in between the reason this is happening, right? right? right. In other words, so do you? can you believe that your father did this or that? Or did you know mom was said this? Or did you know your mom did that? There's no place for that. And it's very seductive to, to, to kind of get sucked into that idea but you really got to have to wipe it out and remember who well, you're talking to. Well, it doesn't add anything. I mean, when you really doesn't take a step anything. back and you look at it, it's like, what is the benefit of telling your child that your wife or your ex did something? Right. I mean, you because you want them to think that they're evil? It's like, you really, that's not going to provide much value to the child. No, you know? no, no it's, it's really not. not. You yeah. know, and part, of, uh, part of what that is, though, too, and we're talking about things to be prepared for, if you're going to have to, unfortunately, go down this road is, you know, right, we're, we're coming from a place right now of sharing information with guys that want to be better men, want to be better husbands, better fathers. You right. know, that's the goal, the idea. We're looking, right. we're looking to go up that trajectory. Not everybody else is in that same place. Right. So even though we might be speaking now about, hey, you know what, I, I think I could do that. I think I could not blame my ex for whatever. You know, we're thinking, okay, I could do that. One of the other things to keep in mind, though, too, is they may not be in that same place. They might be completely happy to throw you under the bus with point. all sorts of inappropriate <laughs> things point. that your child really shouldn't be hearing. Right. So part of this w might be to consider how would you handle and, you know, be prepared for that. This could happen. You might yeah. pick up your kid on Sunday and then look at you and go, um, hey, mom told me, boom. Yep. And, and you get hit with a left hook that you did not expect. Yeah, it's really easy to vilify people at that point. You know? when you're going and so things. it's one of those things where, again, I, you know, just because I've been through it is, is keeping control of your emotions is so difficult in that moment. You know, because right. that's it's one thing for your ex-spouse or your spouse to be coming at you one on one. Yeah. I mean, if we're behind closed doors, you can say whatever you want, you know, right. but it, when bringing the child into it, that's a whole different story. Right. And so when you, you know, if, if somebody is in that position where their the other spouse is, is not playing fair, you know, you still have to. Well, one of the things you, know? you just touched on, one of the things I've learned recently is that the feeling of the emotion is really separate from the action that we do. So as an example, when you are really angry, let's say you hit a, hit a wall, something like that, or you hit you know, a, a, a punching bag or something like that, and that's what, you know, maybe you go work out, you do something. The actual feeling that you're feeling is separate from the activity that you are actually doing. So you can still be really angry inside and not necessarily outwardly expressing that in whatever way that now looks horrible to the people around you. And that's not, cause I think one of the things I want to make sure is it's okay to feel. So it's not oh, you yeah, know, controlling your emotion or anything. Yeah. I think we're using that terminology. Mm, yeah. I want to be careful because yeah. it, it, you do want to feel those emotions because that's right. the only way you're going to get through it. Yeah. Actually, I think what I, what I kind of, when I say that, you know, this is one of our first times talking together. So when yeah, I, yeah. when I speak shorthand to myself, you don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> right. um, so what I mean by that is it's certainly recognizing the emotion, but it's just taking that pause for a minute. It, own Perfect. It, yeah, and, right, right. and then you may, and then really think about what your response is, you know, right. and you know, easier said than done too. Absolutely. Right? I, I mean, I remember, uh, in the very beginning when this thing was still, um, you know, bloody and oozing pus out of the, the wound, um, that, there was a, that there was a specific time that I would call for the children. And I remember one time I called at that specific time and the line was, was nowadays it's not busy. Someone didn't answer or whatever. And I remember picking up the phone and finally getting hold of her and saying, 
I can't believe that. And you know, looking back on it, at the time it made sense, and uh, those reasonable. emotions, yeah, c- call come out. And then yeah. looking back on it too, it's like how asinine, you know, is that? How crazy it is. But when you're in the thick of it, and it's and it's raining down on you left and right, you it's very difficult to see to see past that. Right. Right. No, I think that's a great point, and it, it it's it's really about. Um, looking at the you know I, if you can sometimes the picture is only three feet in front of you yeah so i think yeah i mean that that's great i think what you guys are, are doing it's you know you've been through a lot and like you said the focus on um you know the focus i should say of the meetup and what we've done here is a lot about being a great dad and you know granted being a great husband is part of that but we're still talking about being a great dad, you mm-hmm. know, and you're going through these things with the idea of thinking about the children, not thinking about yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, something that's commendable that, you know, if you have to go through this and you, you've, you've, you've got to deal with it, how do you do it? You know, and that's really what we're talking about. Here, maybe so. maybe we're on to something. Maybe this is the spinoff. Dudes to dads to divorce. And it's like 3D or something, right? <laughs> well, dudes to divorce was taken. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to go dudes yeah. to dads to divorce. Yeah. That's a long URL, though. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't know. Yeah. I can market that one. You know, it's interesting when you when you said that. What I thought about is, you know, when you when you go through a divorce, it's one of the most gut wrenching things a person can go through. It's awful for everybody involved. Having a, a child in it is mm. um, exponentially, you, you know, it makes everything exponentially. Different. you know more stressful on, on on the one hand but on the other hand though you know it you know a, a divorced single person with all the freedom in the world is a lot different than a divorced dad with responsibility it does give you some extra super clarity real fast yeah about what's important right. i mean you wake point. up in the morning with oh my god so deep. yeah what do i need to do yeah i have my moments <laughs> the um but it gives you i mean you've got you really can't afford to go to too many happy hours. You can't afford to go stuff that your single friends are doing. It gives you super clarity on a lot of your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, no, that's a good point too. That's mm-hmm. awesome, good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you had a third point. Um, I thought this is probably to me one of the most powerful out of all of them when you guys were telling me this. Um, Max, what was the, the third tip that you had for everybody? So the, the third one, again, it, it, it seems obvious, but just like so many good things like Seinfeld humor you know it's like he puts into words uh or 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 puts on the on the program what everybody's thinking but just doesn't talk about but it's uh not making your child the therapist that's good yeah and the idea kind of going back to what what we talked about is talking about your your ex uh spouse to your child looking for answers from your child they're not an adult they're the they're child. not an adult and it's yeah. not their position and even if your children were adults at the time it's not their position to do it but i think because the trap is because they're so intimately involved with it i think at times we uh it's a trap to seek counsel in your children when your father says this what does he mean did either of you guys experience this i mean firsthand i, I think um I think I don't think you can avoid it 100. percent I mean, there's going to be times where your kid is going to ask you questions, where it leads into a conversation, and you just, you know, you have to be really on your guard. On, I mean, it's okay to 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 share. You know, in my opinion, it's okay to share certain levels of things with your children, but not details that they really don't really need don't to know, know that are just going to be painful. Do you of find it, it gets worse as they get older or not that, so I was worse? Say, it, kind of, it kind of depends on the age. Yeah, yeah and I'm wondering because going. you come from um, you know, with the parents of teenagers. Yeah. When they get more aware of everything, do they become more inquisitive? Oh, yeah, and you better be on your game. <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, so you, wait, what age was your son? So um, I was. Uh, my son was 12 when we divorced. Um, okay. Going on 12 going on 13. Um, he's 18 going on 19 now. And Why do people say 18 going on 19? It's like, what, it, what comes that after means, 18? Uh, I don't get that. That, that, that means, that means he has a birthday next month that I have to oh, well, get there are, more. There are <laughs> people I mean. when they say, you know, he's 18 going on 12. <laughs> we'll yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. buy that. He yeah. could right. be 18 going on 12, yeah. you know, yeah. if he's gotcha. not very mature. Yeah. Or the opposite, they say he's 12. He's 12 going on 27. You sound like my ex-wife now, you know. He's 45 going on 20. 
That's my, I'm what, what 42 I, and a <laughs> half years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I mean by that is he's got, a, months, yeah, right? he's got a birthday know, next month, months, month that we're, uh, we're planning towards. But yeah, as they get older, it's, I mean, when you're, your child's three and four, he's not asking, he's not really asking you the same questions your 13, 14, 15, 16 year old son's asking you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the uh, older they are, they certainly have, um, they're older, they're more mature. They're able to see things that a younger child isn't going to see and they're going to ask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, they pick up on things. Sometimes. They pick up on things too. Yeah. And, and you know what? There's something that you know mentioned. You, you mentioned, you know, your kids learn how to live by watching you. Sure. You know, your your son models you. Your daughter models your wife. You know that they learn how to be. We talked about character in the meetup yeah, tonight. Yeah. Right. That was so they. Was thing, you know. Yeah. So when you go through um, when you're in a divorce situation, that's magnified ten twenty fold. Sure. You know, your kid is looking at you on how are you handling this, Dad? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how are you? You know, what are you doing? They're yeah. watching you way more than you, you've ever thought they were. Yeah. Right. Under the well, maybe some answers, too. I mean, you're saying, you know, don't make the child a therapist. But so, you know, the answer is maybe to get a therapist. You know, yeah, I mean, go you pay know, for one. It's your friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's, know? you know, it's your friends. It's a group like a support group or, yeah. you know, it, it, have that outlet so that you can just enjoy your child and be there Absolutely. for your child. I think that's the part where a lot of men don't you know the thing that men don't do that's the whole point of our group and of our discussion and the podcast and everything else is like you know women talk to their friends they talk to their you know to their family even we don't do that we just don't i mean i I was just mentioning in the meetup it's like you know i had a great weekend where i just saw an old friend we actually have recently had these kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. pretty deep conversations about our relationships and divorce and those kind of things he happened to be going through a divorce you know and that's a rare thing and it was even yeah. a rare thing for me because when i get together with my friends it's about having a good time yeah. it's, and we were doing that we were still we were drinking some beers and we were having a good time but we actually having some meaningful conversations i don't think i would have done that in the past i probably did it because now i'm have this you know right. more forum and yeah. we're involved in a little bit more of this yeah. so i think that is really really important to find some sort of outlet you know to do that yeah i think so too i think i think you're spot on i mean if you find Men need it. We don't accept. We don't like to admit that we need it. We probably aren't going to admit that we need it. You know, <laughs> it's like direction. Yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> so you you do need a therapist. You do need a counselor. You do need a coach. Right. You do need somebody to talk to. I mean, um, because I'll help put it into perspective, right? Because again, yeah. you're in the middle of the storm. Did both of you have therapists? Um, I did. Yeah. You did. Loud and clear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was interesting though. What I was thinking you know, as you were mentioning that is, I've had friends that have gone through divorce. You know, prior to my divorce. And um, I remember they went through this period where they just disappeared. They went sure. through this time where you, they just were, they wouldn't return phone calls, yeah. would, off not, the grid. nothing, off, yeah. just gone poof. And, and I remember thinking, you know, these were guys that were tight with, guys that I went to church with, guys that, you know, we did stuff with our kids, guys that were tight. Right. And they went through their divorce and they went off. Did the it alone. Yeah. Right. And re- reach out, reach out, reach out, nothing. And you can only reach out so much and before you feel like you're bugging somebody. And so, sure. okay. And then I didn't understand it. Then I went through mine, and I went through a, a, a dark time where I wasn't. I, wasn't I remember that. I wasn't returning to phone calls. He was off the grid. I was off the grid. You yeah. know, I did it. And do you think in that time, I mean, if you can look back, it was because you thought you could handle it yourself? Was it just ego? I mean, you were embarrassed. Like, what's the, all the what's above. the thought? Yeah, you know? all the like, above. And part of it is, um, you, you, part of it is, you just kind of turtle up. You just kind of go on your shell. You just like, don't know how to handle. It's like, it. I don't know what to do. You right. know, so you just kind of just. You know, I, I, so now you'd recommend, I mean, what do you recommend? So, Instead of that, so my, rec- yeah. what I rec- my recommendation is if it's going to take you a, a year, two, three, four, five, whatever it is to get through this process of, of your marriage ending and your family dynamic changing so drastically, if, it, if it's going to take you 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever it is, the sooner you start, the sooner you get through. If right. you wait a year to start, guess what? And start by me, you mean by, by mean, talking about talking it. Talking about yeah. it. Find a counselor, find a therapist, right. find a trusted friend. The sooner you do it, the sooner you get through it. And, so. and the idea being, hey, it ain't gonna get much worse, right? Yeah. It can only yeah. <laughs> it can only get better. You're mm-hmm. a rock, rock of bottom. Right. Well, and I think one it. of the things we we've talked about in the past. I've talked about this about uh, you know when somebody dies or something like that. It's about walking through the fire. Yeah. Is the terminology that I've used. Yeah. It's, it's about you know feel actually feeling it and getting it out and just facing it. Because like you said, I mean, when you're crawled up in a hole and you're not talking, you're just not facing it. And the reality is it just doesn't go away. I mean, some people probably turn to, you know, substances or whatever sure. else. But, sure. you know, you just, it's not going away. You might it's pick there. your head up yeah. out of the foxhole. Yep, still there. <laughs> you know, duck back down. Oh, still right. there. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, one of the things in this one about not making your child your therapist that, that, that popped into my head, too, was, um, you know, as a, as, a, as a parent, you know, especially with a, as a father and a son, which is my dynamic, 
that, you know, for the longest time, that child's looking up to dad as, you know, you're Superman. Right. I mean, you can do anything. I mean, that's how they look at you up until a certain age. Right. You know, and up until... What the age po- is that? Because I want to make I don't sure know. I keep but it as long as... I would the uh, cape on. Pretend it's, until, pretend it's until they tell you that they until realize you're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You'll know. Um, but, I mean, it's like, you know, and that happens. I remember growing up, my, my mom and dad divorced when I was five, so I didn't really have a dad growing up. And my grandfather filled that role. My mom's dad was there for me. Mm. And I remember being in like a... I think in high school and seeing, I forget exactly what it was, but I remember seeing him falter at something. And that was a big deal to me. You he know, thought he was perfect. I was like, yeah. wow, that yeah. just happened. Right. You know, and it's when you go through a divorce, your kid is now looking smack dab at a big monster. You know, wow, dad's not perfect. And especially, too, if, if the spouse is on the same page and they're exacerbating that right that it was your fault it was your fault that type yeah. of thing right that only yeah there's a there's a book you know and I, and I can't recall the name of it but um there was a book and and also the, i think there was maybe a ted talk about it where the the man was talking about making sure that your kids see that you fault yeah mm-hmm. you know and making sure that they see that you know their life isn't going to be perfect because the biggest thing is about the same thing going back to character. Yeah. How are you handling it? You know, and yeah. the idea of like keeping it, like you said, you all of a sudden saw that this person wasn't perfect, but that's okay. And if he would have even explained it to you or, yeah. you know, come over to you and say, hey, listen, this is what happened. I'm really upset about it. And here's what I'm going to do to make it better or something, you know, something like that. And it's that, yeah. that idea of not trying to shield our kids from imperfection. No, it's kind of you like know? you were talking about earlier with like, you know, we were talking about the, you know, the 50 dangerous things you do with your kids or whatever the book <laughs> is, you know, they're going to get exposed to the real world. You try and shelter them from it for as long as you can, but you, you know, or you try and keep them safe and protect from the, the dangers right. and whatever, you know, but when, when you go through a, a point where your child realizes that you're not perfect anymore, in my opinion, I totally agree with you. You have to own it. You know what? This mm-hmm. is what happened. This is what I did. Right. This is, and now I'm going to, I can apologize. Well, I find for myself, yeah, I find myself, I mean, even like I get in an argument or something or something happens at home and this is part of the parenting classes and things that I've looked at, it's like, I actually will go and explain and apologize to my child and say, listen, I right. handled this wrong. <laughs> like, I should have done this, but you know what? I was really upset. And, and they're like, it's okay, dad. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're seeing so the imperfection. Yeah. They, they see it, but they also are seeing how you recover. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's a chance that's to model important. that for them too. Right. And one not to miss. It's also a lot, pressure, a lot less pressure on me. You know, it's like, oh, I actually can mess up and they're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. You know, like instead of like, oh, I've always have to be this perfect person. And like, you know, they don't know that I've actually make mistakes. Yeah. Well, I don't really make mistakes. No. But, you know, I, I think in their too, eyes. <laughs> keeping in mind, too, when uh, the divorce is, uh, has, has occurred or is about to or, or just did, the way we look at that separation, maybe and many times it is much more different than how our children look at it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm uh, to a point that I don't think I'll ever, and I don't think I ever want to um, erase it from my mind, but I remember with, with my daughter, so if she's 10 and we were divorcing, so she's three or four years old, and about the fifth or sixth time she asked, you know, why are you and mom, I don't know if she used the word divorce or not living together anymore, or maybe she might have said divorced, and I, um, uh, we, we discussed that some, and I said, but, you know, honey, that there's some things that, that your mom and I just no longer agree, agree with, and some things have changed uh, between us, um, but uh, that we don't agree with, with, uh, with many things now, and, and I'll never forget this. She looked up at me. Um, I think she was in the shower. So I was helping the shower, and I still remember the shower curtain, the whole works, and she looks up in, at me and says, like what, Daddy? Like, not agreeing on what's your favorite color, you know, and you, and you start to look at that. It's a holy sort of. mackerel, you know. What I'm, You're right. what I'm. She thinking, likes red. I like yeah, blue. The world not is gonna work out. But, but the idea being is it's so pure and innocent, and in, yeah. and in their mind, in their world, that's the only thing that could cause an argument. And right. I think many times we we forget of where they're coming from, and and lots of times we make the mistake of putting our perspective or our feelings or thoughts on the situation onto the children and they're coming from a completely different right. point of view. You know? No, that's a great, that's a great, <laughs> yeah, that's great funny. Example. Yeah. Right on. So, <laughs> okay, well let's, let's move on to the next tip. Um, we've got another one and, 
Craig, why don't you give us this one? I think this was something that you know we, we talked about quite a bit. Yeah, smart smart dating um, is is the next tip that we're talking about. And um, what do you, you mean know, by that? So. Um, if I could figure out what I mean by that, we'd probably be a lot farther along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the uh, what we're talking about is really as it relates to the kids. You know, oh, okay. in terms okay. of what what you share with them, how soon you share it with them, what's okay well, for what's them. It, yeah, I mean, like, that's another question is like, you know, how soon, and people ask this, like, you know, after a spouse dies, like, you know, how soon after they die, should you, is it okay to, you know, get somebody else? It's like, I would imagine everybody's different. Yeah. You know, some I mean, people, like you said, if they're going into a shell or, you know, they're, they're going in, they're not ready to go out and, and be yeah. with somebody else. You know, you and know? I mean, my, I, I, my son was born when I was um, pretty young. I was 25. He was born. So I just, Figured I'd wait till he had a girlfriend, then I could have a girlfriend. Oh wow! <laughs> um, didn't quite work out that way, but since he was approaching high school, and I'm like, you know what, I can. Because he had a girlfriend a lot earlier than you. Much, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get a girlfriend until much later, and certainly not as pretty as the one that he got. So, um, you know, everything, every, every situation is unique. In my situation, my my son um, was going on 13, and it was like, you know what, this is just something not to deal with right now. For you know, and it was like. You didn't I, even really, you didn't even see yourself. Not, that it had not on the radar, yeah. you know, and it's, I mean, certainly, you know, um, you know, socialized with friends and whatnot, but, you know, nothing where like, hey, this is, you know, I, I need you to meet somebody, right. you know. Um, so you were completely thinking of him yeah. in that instance. Yeah, and it's not easy to do, too. But it was interesting, too, at the time, I, th- I forget when he was, he was maybe close to 14. He actually brought it up, you know. He's like, wow. you know, are, are you going to be alone forever is what he asked wow. me. Wow, right. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was close. like. Oh, I hope not, <laughs> you know, like I'd rather not, you know, but you know, um, so you were, were you kind of worried of what he thought? Yeah, like, of course. Like, you know, everything. The, well, you, yeah. you think that with everything, right. You know, and especially something as, um, as volatile as a, as another woman in, you know, your child's life when mom was the woman, right. You know, and, and, and but let's not confuse too. I, I think when we, when we came up with that, with that, uh, tip or that idea, there's a difference between dating someone and then introducing the person that you're in a relationship with yeah, of course. with the children, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I think yeah, we want to make a, a distinction well, between yeah, the I'm two. guessing that there's some sort of you know, each person has a threshold of okay, I won't introduce someone until this. You know, yeah. like I know that there's a deep commitment or yeah. I know that we've been together for six months or a year. I mean whatever yeah, it is. Right. Like, yeah, know. that's actually more that's more how I looked at it. Like going out to dinner with somebody Okay, you're not meeting my kid, right? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, there, you know, there, and I think it, it's probably different for everybody. But you, I think for a lot of people, you do have that threshold. Like that's a good way of putting it. That you know, there's a, a point in time or a point in relationship or a point where things are progressing where okay, I need this to, is serious. This is serious. Yeah, it's yeah. the right thing to do now. Um, and it's you know, it's probably different for everyone. And it's also something. The the other tip I would share is don't is is make sure that your ex knows you're doing it <laughs> ah, uh, beforehand because I have um, I've had friends that have not done that like you, you know they went out with you know took the kid out, out to the movies and so and so oh out there you're talking wow. about okay got it you know yeah. like let the let your ex know that like, hey, hey you know, I'm going to introduce just so you to know I'm seeing someone this is what's going on and I'm planning on introducing them if it gets to that point that's a good that's a good point yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where it's courteous it's courteous and it, it's also self-preservation because if you don't do that, you're guaranteed. Yeah, they're gonna find out one way or another. You know, there's a bazooka coming at you real soon. Yeah, yeah. Max, how, what did you? How did you experience that? Like, yeah. So for for me, um, you know, when it when it all came down, I didn't have any uh, earning or desire to date for for quite some time after we got divorced. I want to say maybe years and, and some change or so and you know it's uh and maybe that's another podcast to it but you know dating after right. um divorce now we got like four d's or something dudes and dads <laughs> dating, dating we call dude divorce. We call yeah, yeah. yeah. Dating. yeah. Um, the dude is the dating yeah. Yeah. now you're back to dude yeah yeah um <laughs> dude to dad to dude yeah. but at, at my point too in in the you know initially there is if i wasn't with uh, the ch- if it was my time to be with with the children, um, I wanted to spend all the time that I could with them to try to continue to kind of help with the transition, you know. And I just didn't have any. You're focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it just didn't really even enter, you know, w- um, the thought process at at 
at the time. And you don't have a lot of money for dating at that point either, do you? Um, that's a good point too. <laughs> when you're yeah. going to uh, you know separate incomes and houses and all that, the, right. the, 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 the fun money isn't quite where it was. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> and then um, I'm still at the, at the point where um, you know I've been dating a gal now. It's, actually, it was 11 months today or yesterday. And now I hope she's not listening to this because I, you know, but, <laughs> she it was, but it was, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure she'll remind me. Yeah. yeah. But, um, that I still have it. And, and the reason being is uh, I'm enjoying the, uh, the relationship and I enjoy the companionship, but at, at this point, it's still just not in the card for me to, um, to introduce, um, you know, um, both Your parties child. there. And it's, yeah. And it's just it's not something that I'm so at you, this you point. you see, date when you don't have the children and that's right. when you make plans and make that's plans. when i make plans right off the yeah. off the, the the children's time yeah Got absolutely it. yeah yeah it's it's as much as you can you be cur- be courteous right. be, be respectful i mean and part of what that is too is you are still modeling for your your in this case your son you know even though you're not together with your wife your or spouse daughter, or yeah. mother or daughter yeah it's like you you know i want my son to treat women with respect so if i can show him to treat my ex with respect under difficult circumstances, that's, yep. that's pretty good, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's easy when you're you know head over heels for the person, sure. but when yeah. you're in, when you're not together anymore and you're still showing respect to that person, you know that that was intentional on my part. That you know this is how you treat a woman, even though we're not together or whatever. This is important. Right. You know. No, that's good points. Good points. You know, another tip too that I know we we don't have it up there, but would be a good one too is um, when you get the opportunity to meet. The gentleman who now is dating your ex-spouse. Well, that's always a good one, dude. That could yeah. be that could, that could be, be an entire whole, series. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's no get one. Yeah. That's a great. One. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, yeah, it probably comes times. down to the same thing about not making your child a therapist <laughs> or anything else. It's like you you may need to keep your opinion to yourself, you know, and saying, oh, what about the you know whatever person yeah. that she's yeah. you know right. you can't yeah. really say that regardless of how cool. Now, wait a second, this guy's better looking than me yeah. Yeah. makes more money than me my kids like him better than me right. you know yeah. i don't like him <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, which kind of is a great sub uh, segue jace for for the last one don't you think i think so so which what, what do you think with that one what what's the so uh, the, the last one there is is having the big picture in mind and um i know craig kind of uh, spearheaded that one yeah what i was thinking i was kind of some of the stuff i touched on a little bit earlier in terms of managing your emotions and some of that stuff is that I read, um, you guys are into lots of books here. A book I read a long time ago is called uh, Crucial Conversations. If you've never heard of it, I'd highly recommend it. Okay. And it was actually, I, I, took, it at a biz- I read, took it at a business course. And what it really talks about is how to recognize when you're in a conversation with someone and the stakes all of a sudden go real high. Instead of just an average conversation, it goes to, okay, it's really high. And it could apply to a business deal, dealing with your kids, dealing with your ex sure. and your spouse in a very contentious situation. And one of the, one of the, some of the tips they talk about in there is how um, a lot of times when you get into the, a conversation with someone where it's contentious and that, you go to fear. Right. You, you know, you start to get afraid of something. And, what, and that happens when you basically tell yourself a little story in five, ten seconds about what's going on, and all of a sudden you go to a place of fear, and now you start acting out of a, a place of fear. Right. And that really may or may not have anything to do with what you really want to have happen. Right. And so what in the, the tip in the book is to take a second, pause, and, and question, do a little self-talk and say, okay, is this reasonable? Is this right? Is this story that I just told myself in, the, in my head? You know, you know your, your ex calls up and says, hey, I need another hour before you can bring so-and-so over. And you go to a story of, okay, she's got to get the guy out of the house, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you just tell yourself the story. <laughs> That's good and all point. of a sudden yeah. you show yeah. up and you're in this place of, anger and stuff out of it's not helping you and it's not real right right it's a totally made up well so the big so what is the big picture the big picture you're talking about is your kids yeah well in 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 this particular case yeah and it's it's about taking a little time to sit down and really figure out what do you really want is it do i want to win an argument because i can win an argument i mean i can i can do you want to be right or do you want to be loved yeah that's the thing or in this case what in this particular scenario what i want is i want my son to grow up a whole healthy functioning emotionally stable you know member of society so when i keep that in mind like that's my goal i can manage through the the nicky knack tic tac you know stuff that i would have bitten on and turned into a fight years ago i can get through all that if i have that in mind right and so um that's that was kind of my thoughts on that topic is you know it's it's so easy to get into that fight especially with your spouse 
you know exactly. I can go there. Boop, I can hit that button. Done. We're, we're fighting. <laughs> right. Like yep. that. Yep. You know, you can go there in a heartbeat, and yeah. you can win it in a heartbeat. You know how to win it, too. You know how to start it. You know how to win it. And it doesn't. it does nothing other than to walk away for, like, five seconds and be like, oh, I showed her. Yeah, right. You know, but without having the big picture. If you don't have, you know, taking some time to try and get really clear on what it is you really want. You must be a, a, a better arguer than than than, <laughs> than, than me with, with my ex spouse because she'll floor me, you know, uh, every time. And and with that in mind too, I I think um, even when you do get into you know go blow by blow, is after they hang up the phone or the text is stop or whatever, careful is that it doesn't get turned on. What who back to who? back to the children, yeah. right? So you tee off the spouse or vice versa, and the first person they're, you know, they're taking aim at, uh, uh, I, I don't want to hope this is true, but the kid's right there. Is that the kid's right there, right? And yeah. it could be something completely different. What do you mean you haven't started your homework or whatever it is, you know? So I, I oh, always yeah. try to keep that that yeah. in mind too. And I think with the keep the, the big picture in mind too is um, uh, Cindy and I have always uh, agreed that the better the two of us get along, the better it is for them. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, at times I would say that um, she probably doesn't feel that I um, uh, 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 do that, and at times I would think that she doesn't do it. But if you can keep that big picture in mind, the better the two of us get along, the better it is for the children, I think, is, is a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's also, I think, something, too, where it's um, it, if you can take some time, you know, one-on-one with your ex and – you know, sit down and try and go over some of this stuff with them when they're in a calm place, you know, when they're not. Have them listen to the podcast. They, yeah, we yeah, got to get this to point. Yep. You know, but I mean, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, but you know your, you know your ex. You know when they're in a, a, an emotional space yeah. where you can talk to them and they're in ones when you can't. I can speak from in any relationship. Yeah. I, I've now gotten to a point as a mature adult to say, hey, let me know when you're done being crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then we can yeah. go talk. Yeah. You're allowed later. to say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no I'm not. Uh, but he I, must but, not be married. But, but yeah. I, just, I walk away. Oh, that's from the right. Situation. He's the dude. I'm yeah. the dude. But yeah. the situation really calms itself down when yeah, I'm not yelling dude. back and trying to counter their craziness. Right. I'm going, yeah. Look, I don't literally say that, but I kind of go in oh, my mind. Okay. You know what? I thought you actually said uh, it. Well, in one case, I have said that. Let me know when you're done being crazy, and I'm going to go. Oh, I remember you told me that. But the thing is, like, I've learned because I used to be the arguer and try to counter their points and try to argue with logic and why aren't they seeing my point? What are you thinking? Instead. I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, you, you are off the deep end at this point, and then we're not resolving any conflict. We're just arguing. So let yeah. me walk away from this situation, either literally or figuratively, yeah. and I'm going to take my emotional stake out of this and say, okay, let's let's talk we're in a calm place about the yeah. situation that Good we need, really need to yeah. resolve at this yeah. point. Yeah. Good. I mean, you, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I got think, first dibs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think also, uh, you know, we're at the point, too, when we've uh, exhausted topics for dudes and dads, I think we got another spinoff. It's wi- our chicks to women, right? Isn't <laughs> that what we were saying? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's a whole here. new target yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm writing I this down. You're the dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I think you that know. is important, though. It's um, if you can try and find uh, you know a time and a place where they're, the, it's not the crucial conversation where er, the emotions are running super hot, and sit down and try and come up with some agreement on the, some of these things with your ex, you know, okay, you know what, if we're in a fight, let's, can we at least agree that, you know, you're not in the same room as my kid <laughs> right, <laughs> or, you know, preferably right. not the same building, but at least not in the same room, you know, yeah, I mean, you can yeah. say anything to me, whatever, but let's keep it away from yeah. them. Or, you know, like what Max just said is, you know, if we off the phone and you're heated because of something I said, you know, go, go for a walk, go do something. Yeah. Don't go be around the child right around there. Um, but that's again. It's always easier said than done. It is. It is. It's it's easy, you know, especially when you know the emotions get so high and such a you know a you know critical thing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. I I, would, I you know I want to say sort of wrap some things up here. You know, Max and Craig have been awesome. I really do appreciate you guys coming well, thank in. Thank you for having do us. Do you think that, or are you just saying that? <laughs> no, I, I, I say that after the end of each podcast. Oh, yeah. so I, knew kind of a, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Um, I do. I think you know it's a great perspective from a dad's point of view of really caring about the kids and coming from a, a, a smart place. Um, so just re- reiterating, you know, we we've gone over five tips here, and the first one was just to get your logistics in order. I think this is, you know, before things get crazy, you, you, you sort of have to know and answer all the questions or actually things might even be crazy. But, yeah. you know, you just want to get your stuff in order. Um, the second one was don't blame your spouse. You know, blaming doesn't help anyone. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help your kids. 
it's just, you know, you're not going to feel better by doing that. We think that that's the case. The third one, which I said was my sort of, you know, that was my favorite, was to not make your child the therapist. Was that your aha, Jace? Um, I just, you know, <laughs> we, we do this so much. We expect these certain things from our kids that they just shouldn't have that expectation on them, right. you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, all of, all of that makes really, you know, really good sense that your child should be a child. You're the adult. You know, they're not the therapist. Find somebody else find a coach, find a therapist, find a, a friend, a family member, whatever that you can really talk to so that, you know, your child can be a child. And um, then we went on to smart dating, you know, with some of the ideas that there really didn't seem to be exact answers about when the time to date is, but really, you know, talking about, you know, being smart while you're dating of saying, hey, listen, there's there's going to be a certain time when you do introduce your children, you know, and what time is that? Mm -hmm. And so just knowing and everybody kind of has their own limits of that. But you certainly want to limit to, like you said, not everybody gets to be introduced to your children. Um, and then the final one, which is sort of the overarching thing of every of all of this. And I think you guys both put it beautifully is is really have the big picture in mind. You know, what is the big picture? What is it that you want to do? Do you, do you want to make sure that your kid, as you said, Craig, you know, is a is a wonderful, respectful, you know, uh, person is contributing to society versus, you know, and, and if that's the case, then you're going to have to mold that and, and do it yourself. And so having the big picture in mind when you're dealing with your spouse, I think is is a really, really important, uh, important tip. So with that, gentlemen. Alan, any final words? No, that was great. I really appreciate the feedback and being open. Uh, honestly, it takes a lot to do that. and takes a lot to be what kind of dads that you're trying to be um, and to go through these things with a certain amount of maturity. I'm sure it didn't start that way, <laughs> but it's ending up that way, and that's the important part. It's the present No, and moment, it, helps, so. it helps, I think, with the other dads. You know, we had them uh, at our meetup today, and, you know, that it is helpful, you know, for people. Even if people are not necessarily going through the exact situation, well, exactly. it's, it it's kind of arming with you with that information. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And, I think either way, it reiterates the fact of how much we care about our children, yeah. um, no matter what the situation is, you know, yeah. and that's an important fact that you keep on, whether you're with a spouse, not with a spouse, or doing whatever, so. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So with that, I want to thank everybody uh, for another Dudes to Dads podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Take care. Thank you.